All right, we are back. And first of all, on Let's Get to Know You Radio, we like to have a very like chill vibe. If you've got a drink on you, go ahead and sip that. And if you've got something to smoke, cigarettes or whatever is recently legal, you do that too. Our guest for today is a phenomenal woman, surprising, some would say, hilarious, most would say, but most importantly, her name is Beth Maria and she runs a wonderful show called Summon the Ghosts. Right now, due to the whole coronavirus thing, I was afraid to say locations. However, Beth, go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are, just the taste. Well, I'm just a regular person, you know, um, trying to make it out here in the world. Um, pretty eclectic human being, and I do comedy. And uh, it's really important to me to be in a, create a bubble that I enjoy. So around loving people, for people, creating a good lineup so people enjoy themselves, to have a good time. Like, you know, like stanky ass energy. I just, <laughs> I just leave it behind, you know? I like stanky ass energy. You know? Phrase. I, yes, much like yourself. Yeah, thank you. And I've mm -hmm. seen the shows that Beth puts on it's, it's hard to describe. You probably should just follow her. Do you want to give them the Instagram and the hand? Mm -hmm. I'll also mm -hmm. put this in the description. Mm -hmm. My show is called Summon the Goats. Bring those goats to me. Uh, so, and you can find it on Instagram at Summon the Goats. All right. Now, with that said, I felt like we should ask you several questions so that people could get a better sense of who you are and why it's so important that we're having this discussion because I like to get into it, real stuff. Mm. I should start with something political, but instead, please tell us, can pedophiles be reformed? Oh man. Mm. You know, I'd like to make this funny, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I also have a mental health education background and uh, I have very strong feelings about the injustices of uh, prison and of the prison complex. So in the, in the way that we do it now, no. Uh, in isolating people, degrading their mental health and, and cutting them off from the ability to thrive actually increases the chances of um, re- uh, Redoing the dirty thing with the damn penises. <laughs> I don't know what do you call that shit. Um, uh, this is where my, my worlds merge, uh, <laughs> just at the end of that sentence. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a controversial question because um, it, I, it leads into kink shaming, right? So the more that we put people in the closet, no matter what we're talking about, the more people are going to do things in secret. Uh, but the more we can love and, and accept people and talk things through and give people a road to redemption, the higher our chances. But, you know, who knows? No, I mean, I, I'm totally with you without having the same background. I don't feel like they can because when we send uh, a, a pedophile to jail or prison, we know what we're sending them to which is rape, beatings, and judgment from other prisoners, which I guess as a person, I can understand if you've done something horrible to a child, I can see why there isn't a whole lot of empathy there. Mm -hmm. But again, and because I don't have that background that you do, it really is just something in my mind, but I feel bad if you haven't harmed somebody. I feel bad for people who just have this attraction to children. They didn't put it there, I hope. I don't think they did. And they are unable to ever have sexual satisfaction. Because if they do, the moment that they do and society finds out, you are fucked. That's it. Right. So the only other option is to live a life 
totally void of that satisfaction, which is almost impossible for me to even imagine. I mean, unless if you have the power and or arrogance and or ignorance, uh, like Donald Trump and Bill Clinton mm -hmm. to, you know, sexual, have a sexual past with minors and just continue to live your life powerfully. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the power structure we, we live in. This is where it splits for me because imprisonment is based on this idea that we find pleasure and relief in torturing others. There's, there's a couple of reasons that we would put somebody in jail if they were, you know, this is why we're, we don't feel bad putting sex offenders in jail is because then, that's, then they're away from us, right? They, they, they won't be torturing people that we care about right? The people we deem that matter, you know, the, the non-prison people, um, keep them away. So it does help in that where it's like, if somebody is abusing their daughter, then they go to jail. They, that daughter doesn't have that person in their life. So in that way, it works for that purpose. But then this idea of this like bloodthirsty revenge thing where we're like, I hope this person gets, you know, ass raped and I hope this person rots in jail. They deserve, may they rot in hell. All these things, they make us feel good. And they're also reinforced by our society as being positive. So the question is, is that where, where we want to, is that how, a society that we want to allow to continue? Now, I, I do hear what you're saying and I don't disagree. My question to you as a follow-up would be, is it better to be someone that's very pro capital punishment, the death penalty, as opposed to, okay, you rape, let's say, let's say I, I don't want to put it on you. Let's say I raped five women. Oh, geez. You know what? I'm really hoping that somebody cuts <laughs> I this am, up I am planning all on different editing. sort of However, ways. I do believe that the people closest to me know that's the furthest thing from my character. Well, this is going to be such a good podcast that it's going to become world famous and people are going to do some suede. The remix is going to put like some like, let's say, let's say, let's say rape five women, rape five women. I, 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 Tyler Richardson, Tyler Richardson, <laughs> rape five women, rape five women. I mean, you're really setting yourself up. I didn't want to attach my name to the R word. Okay, but <laughs> let's say that I... <laughs> Let's say that I've done some horrible things. Mm -hmm. Is it better, in your opinion, whatever that may mm -hmm. be, is it better to send me to prison for 55 years knowing what could happen? Or is it better, and I know better is a weird word, but is it better to just go ahead and kill me? for all of the reasons, like you can go into the reasons why it would be better this or that, but tell me how you feel about that. This is what I think about sometimes when I'm like scraping to be as eco-friendly as I possibly can. And I'm like, I'm not gonna buy this carton of eggs cause it's made out of styrofoam because I am trying to think about my imprint on the world. And then I thought about being in quarantine and how my, what, how my imprint has changed in different ways, up and down. And then I think when I'm really, really stressed out by how much I want to reduce my carbon footprint, that the actual best thing for this earth is for me to die. Like if I didn't exist from this point on, mm. I would be 100% carbon. My footprint would reduce to zero other than the embalming that my mom would, would absolutely insist on. Um, I'm mean, have to have a pretty funeral. That's just, man. I mean, I tell you that the funeral thing is, I mean, I, I request that someone dig a hole and I have told my mother this my entire life. I was a very morbid child, dig a hole, wrap me up in cotton sheet and throw me in the ground. Like why, why do we have, why are, what are cemeteries? It's so insane. It's so insane. Why do I need somebody to look at a rock that has my name imprinted on it? Nobody cares. It's not just fucking plant a tree on dark, top of me. Dark kid. I can't imagine. 
How old do you think you were when that first became something you said out loud? Very, very young. I had a health condition from when I was born and I was in and out of hospitals my whole life. And so I, that probably had something to do with it, but it was never, it was never like sad or upsetting. It, It just practical. Like everybody dies. Like the kids that I went to was in the hospital with, like I was, I, it was under hematology, oncology. So it was all cancer kids. I was surrounded, like it was me. I was like the healthiest bitch and all cancer kids. And so death was just pretty normal part of life. And I'm, I'm actually super appreciative of that perspective. I imagine you were, but you do sound like my 81 year old grandmother. Yeah, always. Always, my favorite food is oatmeal, okay? I, I am an old person. I'm not an old soul. I'm not like, I'm just an old person. Always, I've been an old grandma. Actually, I think more, I'm more like a grandpa. I mean, you could be right. However, that depends on how you feel about cognac. But yes, I would say that you definitely don't have the most emotional view of death. But given what you just said, I totally get it. I don't understand. I get why you might view it like you did if you were dealing with it as a real possibility young. Yeah, people just, there was so much death around me and continued to be like, I've lost best friends, like the young and like all this stuff. And like, it's fucked up and it totally twists you and, and really impacts you. But there's no, but it also prepares you for the next one because people gonna die. People are going to die. But back to what I was saying about the carbon footprint is the question about should we execute a pedophile? That was really what your question was um, for the better good of us all, right? So it's like we can waste money and resources and also torture this person um, while paying, while giving, you know, paying our taxpayer money. Um, or we could just eliminate that person's existence and reduce risk of their ability. So for me, it's just like, are those the two options? Because what about, what about redemption? I'm not saying at all that I, I don't know what that road looks like, but it includes like therapy and integration and like careful watch, you know, this, this punishment colonial capitalistic mentality that we have biblical garbage nonsense is just are those our only choices <laughs> like i I'm, I'm not my answer is no it's not but like we got to step outside of the box um but also yeah it'd be pretty eco-friendly to kill that pedophile <laughs> okay good because i wasn't gonna ask you a follow-up i was like <laughs> let me just get one from you uh uh-huh. all right let's mm-hmm. switch it up a taste UPS or FedEx? Well, at this moment, I'm going to go out the box and say USPS, okay, because we got to support them stamps. All right. Um, shout out to Zilla, Bodness. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say um, neither again because I'm so bad at sending stuff. Like, I'm so, it's just about who sends me. Sometimes people send me FedEx, sometimes people send me UPS stuff. But I never send them anything. What about Christmas? Or do you just order and send it to their place? I do that. I do that. Um, if I tell myself I'm going to even send a piece of mail, I have, I have several envelopes with letters, heartfelt important letters that have stamps on them and the date on them that I've had for over a decade. Um, I will not send things in the mail. I know myself too well at this point. So the answer is whoever got the cutest uniform, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Brown do for you. I hate you though. Just in case you work for UPS. (laughs) Um, Just literally. Uh, Definitely FedEx when it comes to deliveries. I feel like I'm biased because my building is exceptional and I don't mean that in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Pathetic. Yeah, FedEx gets in, although sometimes... Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, no. FedEx is great. It used to be that Amazon was using FedEx, but then they started doing their own stuff when the quarantine started. Mm -mm. And they have been leaving packages outside of my building on the streets of Brooklyn. 
I have complained <laughs> because I'm like, do you know how crazy that is? But nobody has uh, fixed that yet. Though I will say USPS, they and I have the best relationship of any mail carrier. So I'm with you there. And is it M-A-L-E or M-I-I-M-A-I-L carrier? M-A-I-L, mm. though the UPS guy who used to mm. be, uh, I guess we were on his route. He was a short man, shorter than myself, which is why I didn't understand how we got into it like we did. He would continually at first do this thing where he would come to our building, he couldn't get in, he would leave a note. And the note would say, okay, I'm going to deliver it to this access point tomorrow. I go to the access point tomorrow, it's not there. I come home and see another note saying you weren't home. They only tried twice. So now it's at this place in Mazpeth, Queens, which isn't that close to me. And they have weird hours. So I would have to leave work early, go there, take a car home, mattresses, cell phones. There were a lot of important things that I ended up doing this for. I spent more hours than I can count on the phone with UPS, Amazon. Amazon didn't like to limit who could deliver a package, but it got to the point where they're like, you called us so much about this. We will stop UPS from delivering your packages until FedEx stopped their contract. And then it got to the point where I would have to come home early, wait by the window and see him <laughs> and then run outside. One time I chased him down the street with a sound bar that I was really what excited you, what for. What do you mean a sound bar? <laughs> He didn't really stop. He just kept going. But then I got a message that said I wasn't available. I could see his like truck a couple blocks down. And I went and ran out with my son in a stroller. And I ran to him and I was like, can I get that sound bar, please? He's like, oh, okay. I'm bigger than him. So I didn't think we would have to go back and forth that often because clearly I'm Oh angry. my, you Becky so him. Angry. I am not a snitch. I asked to speak to his supervisor. I called Oh boy, did I? I mean, like, look, I need to speak with whoever's, in, I don't want him fired, but I, I need him to be disciplined so that this stops. Like he was fucking with our, our, our baby food. He was fucking with diapers and other things that we were having delivered. I was like, dude, I don't know how this got personal, but it has to stop. It never got to the point where I threatened him directly, but I did... I, I thought about like hiding around a corner right before we moved. We haven't moved yet. And I thought about attacking him, like dressed in all black with something covering my face. I was like, I don't know how to handle it. That is not the way, Tyler. <laughs> let me just, let me just, let me just put it out there. That is not the way out of the ways, but it is the funnest way. I mean, he had all the power and words weren't working. And we were both men, so I'm like, well, I know what will work, but I don't want to go to jail over my mail delivery. Fortunately, the last time that I called UPS, and I explained that very much like I did to you, to someone on the phone, because something was being delivered. I don't remember what it was. It was here in New York. Two days later, it was in Pennsylvania somewhere, but not like Philly, like a weird part of Pennsylvania. And I was like, okay, so if I wasn't here the first time he tried to deliver it, why is my package now in Pennsylvania? The dude had no response or no good answer for that. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. He's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So I take him back down the road of me and him, which is like two and a half years. It's a much longer story than I've given you. It took me like 25 minutes, but at the end he's like, yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, it is and I need somebody to do something before I hit this man. And then mysteriously, the next time UPS had to deliver something, it was a different dude. I don't know if I'm responsible. He didn't need his job though. Like I don't ever like the thought of someone being unemployed. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe they just got him out of your way. I hope, I hope he has a different route. I don't want him unemployed for his sake, but at the same time, like you need a different job because clearly you didn't appreciate the one you have or had. You hope he's messing up somebody else's baby food. <laughs> and let, me, let me just say two, two feelings on this, which is one, 
this dude is just living his best life. Okay. He is stick. He doesn't even ring a bell. He sticks a note that says he was there immediately. And he is just, and I am him. Like if I would, if I had that job, I would just walk around like, like a parking meter ticket lady and just write like, was here, find your own shit. Just put it on people's doors. So I am him. I, I get it. This snitching thing also I really relate to because I'm all about never, I'm never trying to talk to somebody superior to fuck with their job because everybody needs a job. And unfortunately, until, you know, our socialist government takes over. But like the, this idea, I'll give you an example, okay? Because sometimes it gets extreme. I have been in uh, Uber, Lyft, whatever. I don't use Uber, but I've been in a car service where the driver is reckless, right? Sounds like a Via driver. You use Via? I I used to use Via the most. All right. So it wasn't Via. It was was Via. Um, No, I don't remember. I just know I don't use Uber because it's connected to Donald Trump. But... So via, um, it was probably via or Lyft. I don't know. Who cares? I was in a car several times with reckless drivers where it's like, I, I will give someone five stars or that I will not respond. I don't give four stars, three stars, two stars, one star. It's just not my place. Either I'm, I'm giving you five stars or don't talk to me. I never want to see your face again. And this, like there have been times where I'm like, this person's reckless. Take it a step further I've been in a car with someone who's drinking. So what do you do then? Like he was drinking in the front seat and then like mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was so I only noticed because it was an Uber pool. No, so so there's, there's take it with a grain of salt because it was like this. It was in an Uber in a whatever, in a carpool and so I sat in the front seat. And then eventually it was just the two of us. Right? So I was in the front seat and I saw what he was drinking. And I, he was drinking this energy drink, you know, it was, it's like a Jamaican, like make your penis larger alpha male drink. You know what I'm talking about? Like those Caribbean drinks where it's, it's basically like a Caribbean monster drink where it's like, you be a strong man, have a hard dick. This is a monster drink. Right. So I already knew about this drink. So I asked him about it and he was like, oh yeah, this is great. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh cool. Let me see the bottle. And I was like, dude, this is 4%, this is 5% alcohol. And he was like, what? Like, and, and you know what? (laughs) I was convinced 90% sure that he didn't know. Right. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. So I'm talking him through it and he's like, and I'm like, dude, how many of these? He's like, I was like, how many do you drink? He's like, I, I drink it, you know, all day while I work. Ooh. Well, a man can handle his liquor. However, you're still right. I was like, dude. And so he was like, oh no, I swear. And so like, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I talked him through it. I was like, I was like, my dude, more than anything, you're going to get caught and you're going to be in the front seat with somebody else who's not me. So whether this is on purpose or not, you got to stop. And he was like, oh, of course. Like, He basically convinced me, but I was half sure and half not that like he was going to keep drinking. And I was like, that's one of those things where you should probably say something to somebody, but I still couldn't do it. It's tough. You were great. And I like that you made it a point, like you're probably going to end up with somebody in the front seat who's not me because that was what I was thinking. Right. As you said that I'm like, he's lucky he had you in the front seat. He probably didn't stop. And he probably got a DUI shortly after but I'm with you, like, it's not our place to make somebody's life worse, which that would, but at the same time, you're being reckless with other people's lives, and that's very wrong, because you don't know. People who kill somebody drunk didn't intend for that to happen. They were just trying to get home or something, yet someone died in the process. Yo, let me tell you, this example feels like my snitches get stitches motto like the way I was raised growing up in New York and it's like that's where it got toxic like I should have snitched 
um, probably, but I couldn't, I just didn't. And I, and I don't think I would again. I, I just feel like, you know, people make mistakes sometimes. This could ruin his life, blah, blah, blah. Like, but also like a kid could get run over. Like, I'm not proud of that. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm with you. Someone else might say different, but it's not my place to ultimately put you in check like that, even though what you're doing is wild. I just don't want to be the one who's responsible for bringing you, I guess, to judgment. But yeah, and my wife and I have a lot of discussions on snitching because I've seen a lot of horrible things and I say nothing because that's how I was raised. Like, that's not your business. Mind your business. Like, there was this kid, Junior. I can't remember his last name, but it was in the Bronx within the last few years. These people came into the bodega, dragged him out in front of a bunch of people that were there and then killed him with machetes outside the bodega. So everybody was really upset. One, at the bodega owner who was there, or at least worker, uh, who did nothing. Shit. Right? What was he supposed to do? Machetes in the Bronx? That's next level. That's not just somebody's trying to kill somebody. When you bring like a fucking jungle weapon to the Bronx, that's, that's a high level psychotic. You're not, I'm not messing with that. No, and it's not like they came in and politely asked for Junior to come outside because the kid ran into the bodega full of people, not full, but there were people there and the worker. It's not like they came in barehanded and were like, hey, Junior, come outside. They came in with weapons visible, dragged him out of the store in front of all those people and killed him outside. But it's like, yes, no one, and he was young. I, I want to say he was like 14. I wouldn't want that to happen to my child. But at the same time, if I'm in that store and I see that, like, I want to get home to my family. I'm not trying to die right that second because they mean business. If you step in the way, you're a martyr because you're probably not going to live through it. Yeah, I mean, what what is there to actually, I mean, first of all, when stuff when stuff happens in the moment, there's no, this, this hindsight stuff where you're like, what I should have done when I was watching someone get murdered with a machete. Um, that's just, that's hindsight nonsense. Because when you are in survival mode, like you can't, you don't have control over your reactions. That being said, there, I can't imagine, and I don't know. And this kid's family, everyone who had to witness it, like my heart goes out to them for, real that is awful like what is anyone supposed to do when someone is willing to publicly lynch somebody with a machete anyone who's doing that is right no one who's gonna let me live now if superman stood there and watched I mean, it happen shame on him <laughs> what were you doing oh i told my woman i would be back you know yeah. Lois likes me back for i i said i wouldn't portion, get involved so. anymore <laughs> Okay, next question. Do you have a New York City bathroom story? Every story of my life is a New York City bathroom story. I was, I was born and raised in New York. Um, I'm not allowed to leave. I barely do. Every shit that I've ever taken is in a New York City bathroom. So should we go through all of my shits? Because... If you've got a memory of all of them, give it to me. But if you have one that you think is really going to twist somebody's mind up, I want to hear it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let me just say that the majority of my experiences in public, well, let's assume that you're talking about public restrooms, <laughs> um, is a trauma. And registers so. So I probably, it all is a, a, a trauma blur. I'm, um, my, my health uh, issues, my health condition is related to my immune system. So I'm extremely germaphobic with good reason. And um, it does not somehow coincide with my ability to just shit wherever I am. Like I'm not one of those people who, who's like, I can't unless I'm home. Like, no, like I'm in a restaurant 
and the person that I'm on a date with is like sitting next to the bathroom, like, I'm sorry, it's time to shit. Um, that being said, every bathroom I've ever been in that wasn't my mom's um, makes me want to cry. And, yeah. um, and I have been washing my hands for more than 20 seconds and closing stuff with toilet, with paper, touching things with toilet, paper towel since I was born. Um, I think the most traumatizing thing for me is when I started, when the world started developing these unisex bathrooms and I really got a good look at my suspicion, <laughs> which is men don't wash their hands. Men don't wash no. their hands. And, and I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it, okay? I was a bartender from when I was a teenager and back in the day, and I don't think they do this anymore, like peanuts, trail mix for the bar, right? Like I, men don't wash their hands. So that's it, that's it. It's the overall arching. I think that's the most, most important thing. That's the most traumatizing thing to see. Are you telling me that women keep a toilet cleaner than men? Like oh my God, no, no. Okay, so back in the day when I first started doing comedy, I had a whole thing about women's bathrooms being the dirtiest place on earth because we are so disgusted by being in there that we will stand on top of a toilet seat and just let it spray around. We will wash our hands, use toilet paper to open the door and just throw it in a corner. Walking in there is like a ground zero situation. And I was here for 9-11 and I'm still okay with that analogy. It is, it's mayhem. Um, at the same time, we wash our hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel you. I believe that you do, you guys kind of have to, it's nasty or nasty or if a woman doesn't because men you could technically unzip and let it fall with your hands to your sides and and then do that that thing where you shake it back in like like oh, that um you work your calves so you up or you you like bop a little bit up and down mm -hmm. you touch it you're gonna get it on your pants but no it, it's like when you try to put a pillow in a pillowcase you just like <laughs> kind of shake it until it falls back in you paint a good picture with your words because I mm -hmm. think everybody knows what that's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm writing that down for future jokes. <laughs> You're right. Men don't wash their hands. It disgusts me. What bothers me most is that a man will walk by, see you there, and still not wash their hands. And it's like, dude, if you're nasty, why don't you just give me the respect of acknowledging that you saw me? And mm -hmm. then, you know, but, okay. Well, I will tell you, you know, like right now, you do you wear a mask when you every time you're outside of the apartment? Unless I'm taking the trash out, every time. Every time, okay. May I advise that you still wear a mask when you take the trash out because that's communal space for your building, but anyway. Oh, no, 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 I have to go outside. It's a weird thing, you're right, but yes. Okay, but you're doing pretty well. When you see somebody without a mask in public, are you like, dude, what are you doing? Is that your energy? Every time. Okay. So that energy that the world is now getting to experience, this is my life before this, right? So this is like time and time and time again, what I have found is that people really don't give a shit, won't do the shit, are not following common sense for health. Like I need to keep track of people if they're dirty and in my space. Like if somebody wants to, you know, shake my hand, make out with me, have sex with me, like any of those things that are intimate, like I need to see levels of clean, right? On, I need to know more about you. Um, and people continuously will not do what they're supposed to do. And I know that as truth, and you will see that now with the virus. No, I agree with you. They just won't, and they'll make up excuses. There's, there's this thing where um, I have these jokes, these germaphobic jokes that are all trash now. But, uh, you know, the basis of, of a couple of them is like what, when people say, um, we'll cough on you and then tell you they're not contagious. It's like, you know, what? Like, how is that even logical? There's no way for you to know that. 
that's not the joke. I probably should have taken this opportunity to tell the joke for the listeners. But like, that's the truth. People just make shit up. They deserve to be coughed on like back Mm -hmm. and maybe we both just die from it but like let's just cough on people that's not how you act Mm -hmm. all right so do you have a sound that you make seemingly all the time that no one else knows about i don't know if nobody else knows about it i do find that i suck my teeth and i don't realize like an old jamaican (laughs) woman so give, give me an example of when you would suck your teeth when someone says something so stupid. <laughs> so if I, like, man, I can't believe that Trump didn't win. Yeah, I like that. I, uh, I go, mm, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, see, see, that's, that's um, Southern black grandma. It is. Mm. And that's what I get for being raised in like a family full of women. Some mannerisms just mm-hmm. don't align. Okay. Now, this is a, uh, we're going to switch it up a bit. You're yeah. a member of the LGBTQ. Uh, there might be a plus at the end now. Mm-hmm. The plus just covers anything for the future. It's like a, it's like a liability. That's what I was hoping because I'm like, eventually it's going to get so many letters, everybody gets confused. The reason that I'm going to ask this next question is because someone close to me, a family member, feels this way, and I'm curious how you feel as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, this family member told me they are not opposed to gay marriage. Their only issue, and maybe you've heard this before, is that it's called marriage. They are fine with the gay community having all of the privileges that comes along with marriage and blah, 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 blah. They just don't like, for religious reasons on their part, that it's called marriage. Now, no, I don't agree with that, but I am curious how you feel about that as a member of that community, does that seem like a compromise you'd be willing to accept or is it totally absurd and you would rather, (laughs) but only because of the fact that this new Supreme Court justice seems to be a part of the government getting ready to remove gay marriage potentially from our country. How do you feel about what my family member said? Let's not try to hurt their feelings, but by all means, Give me your opinion. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely doing my best um, to always, it's never about attacking someone. What, what, it, what it creates curiosity in me is why the semantics? Why, like this drawing, I, what I find is that when people say, I'm okay with gays, but don't do it in front of me. I'm okay with trans people, but be trans in your own home. Uh, this, this is not a new tactic that this family member is using, whether or not it came from their own mind and was never heard from it, because I've never heard anybody say that before. Um, no, this, this don't call it marriage, but you can have rights and you can have ceremony and go ahead and get your cake, yeah, but don't call it marriage. Like, that's what? That's, I mean, but it, the point that I'm making is, So many people try to draw these lines of what's acceptable and not acceptable onto other people's body and lives. And the same thing when it comes to pro-choice, when it comes to people's gender, sexual orientation, or or women's ability to just live, have children, not have children, have, have the right over their own bodies. It is none of your abayasneas what someone else does with their body. And it is none of your business who they love and it's none of your business what happens in their legal documents. Because what I will say about this is your family member made the distinction that they're cool with them having the same rights, right? The thing to remind your family member, just like we need to have this larger discussion, is we do have a separation between church and state, that religious freedom, religious freedom in this country, something that we're so excited about, 
means that you cannot put your religion into my home. That's what that means. And that's straight facts. So if I go to New York State, which has no religion, and I make a contract so that my, so that my kids can be looked after by my wife, that we can have a, a home that we can share together, that if I die, they get it, that we can all this stuff. And trust me, I'm not for marriage, period. It's an old institution that people should have the right to do religiously. Your whomever, your family member, and anyone else, and myself, should have the right to have a ceremony where they honor the love that they have between someone else and they can include God in that and they can include tradition in that. And that has nothing to do with the state. In fact, I think that, that it's really just real mixed up. Like you could have a ceremony where both things happen, but they're not one thing. You can go down to, to uh, town hall, whatever city hall, and you can make a legal doc, sign the documents and you don't have to say anything to one another. Mm. You, you sign whatever the protocol is. It has nothing to do with religion. You can include religion in it or you cannot include religion in it. You cannot force someone to include religion in it and you cannot take your beliefs and put it into my home and I can't take my beliefs and put it into your home. Me, me having a right to an abortion, having a right to um, my own body, having a right to love who I want to love, all of it is 100% about me and not you. No one is forcing, if you don't like gay marriage, don't get gay married. That's it. <laughs> it's people, this, this assumption that we are really, really revved up on in this country, which is not like other countries, is that we have a right to regulate other people's love life bodies based on our religious beliefs. If, you're so, if you want everyone to follow your religion, go out and do the Lord's work on the street corner and, and get people into your religion. That's what I'm saying. Have you heard about Jesus today? Is Jesus your friend? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? The Jehovah's Witness, whatever they are, Jehovah's, they do the work. They do the work. They knock on doors. They meet you at your home. Go ahead. Tell your family member, go ahead. They do the work. Oh, don't leave the Mormons out because they do a lot. I think they put on like a year to go harass people. You, you, know, you know who doesn't do the work? Who? The Jews. <laughs> they just make them and then they go, and then they go, the only way you could be us is if you come out of us. We're not trying to, we're not trying to get anyone else in this. Okay. You have to, we're just reproducing. They, they're, they're doing the work at home. Okay. But they're not out there trying to spread they it. They have this devotion. But they don't believe in hell, so it's like, all right, well, what's the worst that can happen? But I love, I love I'm not, almost all religions. As long as you're not an extremist, I'm with you. To that family member, I have tried reasoning with them. They don't, and they don't have a good excuse. Now, perhaps since you're a different shade than I am, you have uh, mm -hmm. been around someone racist who doesn't even have an, a good excuse for being racist. They're just like, well. Oh my God, what's a good excuse for being racist, oh, Tyler? Maybe. People come up with them as best they can. And that's the point. People will, will find ways to justify whatever they're, it's based on fear. And whatever that fear is, and then, there ha and then you're pushing it on someone else and then you'll come up with any excuse. I mean, you ever talk, try to talk to a Trump supporter? They'll talk in circles. You'll say something, you'll prove it wrong. You know, just you'll give them video of their own president saying the opposite <laughs> and then they they're they've already forgotten like a goldfish that point they're on to the next one because they're down to justify in any way possible and all of us do that it's not a good and evil thing all of us do it i can't say i'm i was not excited to vote for biden but it is important to have a black woman in the administration you know did i think stacy abrams was a great choice you know did i want kamala like no but i have now so much love and respect and celebration that she's our vice president. I mean, we all do this adjustment in our brains. The thing is, am I doing harm or not? Well, let me say to the whole thing, like today was the day that the Associated Press went ahead and made it clear <laughs> what we've known for two days. Donald Trump has lost the 2020 election. 
And my wife was excited. She danced. She thought I would dance. We went out to the park and people were like, woo, and, and all that stuff. And she thought, mm-hmm. not really, but for a second, like maybe I wasn't excited or maybe that's not the outcome I wanted. I took it when she told me they had announced him the winner. I took that like the time of day. Not because I was certain it would happen, because I was certain that Hillary would win. And when she didn't, Mm -hmm. and I saw all that red in the middle of the country, I don't say this often, but it kind of broke my heart because the country showed itself to be a place that I honestly didn't think we were. I thought during Obama's administration that everyone, for the most part, was happy and it was almost euphoric and this and that. I didn't know most people were angry and racist and hateful and all this other stuff. So when I found out that he won, when I found out that he was in the lead a day or two ago, my attitude shifted because I was like, oh shit. But now that I know that he's won, I'm not excited because going back to what we first Mm -hmm. discussed, if you've hurt a child and you get out and you don't hurt a child again, I'm not excited like you should never have done it in the first place. And as a black man, especially with all the stuff that's gone on since the quarantine began, I'm not excited because you guys put him there in the first place. And now we have kind of turned a corner, but it was close. Mm -hmm. And I've seen how ugly this country is the past four years. I love this country and I am a veteran. Mm -hmm. So in no way am I leaving or anything like that, but I I look at you different. It's almost as though I have accepted that my spouse cheated on me early in our relationship. And now I'm moving past it, but you still did that. And I'm not going to forget it. I hope to move past it. So you were, you were convinced that Biden was definitely getting it two days ago? Definitely yesterday. I want to say it was two days ago. I became convinced mm-hmm. because when we went to sleep Tuesday mm-hmm. night, early Wednesday, things looked bad. And my wife stayed up the entire like day. And I went to sleep feeling like, okay, that's not what I wanted, but I'm not surprised. After the hurt last time, I was not going to be surprised if Donald Trump won again. Once things had turned around, by the time that we woke up, I was like, good, good. Like you should, like we shouldn't have even entertained it again. This is a man who wouldn't even say Black Lives Matter. Fuck how you feel. The fact that you can't say it is just hurtful to 13%, maybe. And then everybody who sympathizes with us, but that's not supposed to be our precedent. Well, yeah, of course not. But like, see, for me, when we have a similar experience and probably different reactions, because my shock that Hillary didn't win. And again, I was not for Hillary. <laughs> By the, Bernie should have won both elections, okay? Like, I was not for Hillary. I have lots to say about her. But again, it was the, I, I hate being put in the position of lesser of two evils. I feel like that's what Biden was this time around. I felt even more so with Hillary. But of course, we don't want Donald Trump to be like an actual moron, a pathological liar who is self-involved, is just not somebody who doesn't know the Constitution, doesn't know and doesn't care. Right. Like like really doesn't know the function of Congress, like truly doesn't know how to build, how a bill becomes a law. And like, of course we didn't want him to be president, but when, when Hillary didn't win or rather when he won, it's more important when he won for me, that's still in my body. And so this week it is, it's my, to my new reality that we can't predict. And in fact, it feels like jinxing to talk about it now. It's important to timestamp this again, that this is just a few hours ago, the right, the Associated Press just said he won. My worry is that someone could, people listening to this, something else could happen, like this fucking guy, you know, like he's, he's suing everyone. And I'm actually really grateful to see kind of the calm, like even like I, I saw some red hat, hat wearers 
which is very weird. I'm in the most Biden borough, really. We were something like 73% voted for Biden, um, which is like remarkable compared to most of the areas of this country and the city. But anyway, people are kind of, accept, it seems like possibly accepting defeat in kind of a willowing sort of way, which is our best case scenario, because all of us talked about possible civil war. And the truth is, we're not out of the clear for the, for the radical terrorists that are in this country. And like, I hate that word. I hate both of those words because of how it's used. But like, we have domestic terrorists that are, have actually killed people and they're white men. And we had Nazis that, that you know, tiki Nazis that Jews will not replace us. And, and, a, and a woman died and several people were run over by a car that day and like nothing is being categorized for what it is and like we do have extreme radicals that like blocked the highway the other night in new york they blocked the highway with their trucks these caravans of really scary like people of color like have you seen these videos like people of color are being like harassed in parking lots and like and like with people who have automatic weapons in front of them, like this is, we have really intense extremists and it does not leave my body that that's, that's very real. I can't go in full celebration. You're not gonna like how I feel about this. I, I'm very interested to hear it though. And it, it might be as a veteran, it might be as a black dude, it might just be as an angry American. I'm okay with civil war. What I want now that we have an actual politician and I'm, I'm pretty even on Biden. I don't hate him. I'm not super for him. I do think he has my best interest in mind, certainly more than the last. Whoever, whatever domestic terrorists might come forward in the next week or so I hope that they are met with the force that Donald Trump implied that anybody who believed that Black Lives Mattered and went out to protest, like, let these people with their automatic rifles that walk past police after killing people and all that, that feel like they can shoot an innocent dude jogging and then hang around, let all of them be met with the same force that they tried to meet looters with I want to see them drag through the streets. I want Donald Trump not to want to leave office. I hope he tries to fight it to the point where they drag him out. I also would like him to be tarred and feathered, but not even like to appease people. I think that him working with another government to steal the highest office probably in the world, everybody like took a real blind eye to that. We treated that like he slapped a piece of a, a Kit Kat bar out of our hands. You should be hung for that as far as I'm concerned. And if you're with him and you want to have a problem after we have voted him out of office, I would love them to take to the streets, put yourself in one location, commit a crime, because I don't think people should just be arrested due to freedom of speech. But I would love for them to loot and riot and get taken down we're better off without them as far as i'm concerned well your your argument is uh similar to the only way out is through right and so this the same argument was meant for the people who were voting for jill stein in 2016 who wanted there was this fringe group of liberals that wanted trump to be in office because we needed to face our evils and then the only way for this change is to see it. And the truth is that as much as I would never make that choice, I would never go back in time and make that choice. I, it, I, I was actively against that choice and it still makes me mad to think that people make that choice because people have died. Children are in cages. People my life is safe. I made it through. So many people did not. And so it is a, that is a, never a choice I would choose. 
that being said, there was, there was a rumble and we are awake. So many people are now, what is now a, a kitschy phrase, woke. Some people are awakened, right, in the, in the true, you know, Maya Angelou sense of the word, like people are awake. And I don't want him to get dragged out. I want to see him in prison. And honestly, the only place, and you know how I feel about prison reform, I, the only people I think deserve to be in jail are the people who are violently putting people in jail and committing crimes. So the entire Trump administration, all these, all these cops that are murdering people and abusing people, should, should the last people to go into our jail system the way it is, should be all of these cops that have been ruining black lives and brown lives and communities and all of us for all this time. Like if we want to talk about me feeling fringe on the opposite of my other ideals, I do feel that way. What I don't want, I don't feel like sacrificing for the greater good and having a civil war and have people, having people die is the way to go at all. I don't think that having 50% of this country, 49.8% of this country that voted red, see the, their idol get dragged out of the White House and the, and the response that they will have for that. I hope he leaves and then he goes to trial. Yeah, but, 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 but do you remember Jefferson Davis? Yeah. I'm from Virginia, so I'm very familiar. Tell me. And is still idolized. He was the leader of the Confederate Army. They named streets, there are statues, there are buildings, high schools, everything after this man. And he wasn't treated as Donald Trump, I believe, should be. I'm concerned that no matter what, they will always hold him to a certain value. However, I will say, and I, I don't think you're going to agree, but I'm curious. The, the police officers that murdered innocent people and went unpunished, there are potentially good cops who got killed by, I'm going to call them criminals because what they did was a crime. It's so little. It's the, it's the statistics are just not there to support the idea that cops are getting murdered by the public. Oh, no, 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 I don't think that. But what I, I want to say is, and I'm trying to watch my words, I don't know why. Those cops who killed people and got away with it, if you're going to throw your life away and you're going to murder a police officer, you should not be going after the people who are potentially good police officers, civil servants who are here to protect and serve. If anybody, if you want to throw your life away, you should probably head for one of the people who was unpunished, who took Instagram pictures mocking how they took somebody's life away and got away with it. I don't want to be too descriptive because I don't want the feds to like knock on my door. I don't think I'm, but, I don't think I'm picking up what you're saying. I don't want you to be more specific if, if you don't want to, but I'm not really getting it. I think I can work around with my words. So let's say that uh, a cop in Cleveland just killed somebody, got away with it. And your best friend is some psychopath who's like, nah, I don't have anything to live for. I'm going to go kill a cop because what's happening in the world is wrong. Mm-hmm. If he were talking to both of us, I would say, well, don't just go march out there and kill any police officer. If you, if you are determined to do this, maybe you should take a trip to Cleveland. And kill that cop? Because every other cop, like, you don't know that they are actually a bad cop. Yo, what you know, I, I gotta say, like, Though I, I'm, I'm picking up kind of how your brain works as, as, this, as this interview continues. And um, there's definitely a respect or an entertainment aspect that you have towards some, a more of a vigilante punishment that I don't share. Um, what I will say is Anyone who was going to go out and kill another human life, whether that person has already killed another human life um, or, you know, out of nothing, out of, out of, out of, you know, like if the, if someone is being, if someone is in a domestic violence situation and they have to defend themselves, right? There's, there's reasons why people have killed other people that like it, there was no choice and, and I'm excluding situations like that. But if, if 
someone has is determined to go out and kill another person, the answer is always to talk them out of killing that person and not just killing. Right. Ah, that's the mental health therapist in you. And not killing the right person. Because the truth is, I don't see justice in that. I don't, the eye for an eye thing does not vibe with me at all. And like I said, the only... But, 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 but if they're going to kill somebody anyway. But they're not. And so this, this I, I think it's dangerous to have this conversation because... There are so, as we see through the, the like extremist uprising of, of like this country, we do, and it is a mental health discussion, we do have a lot of people who are not safe in themselves, that have mental and emotional and economic needs that are not being met by their society, by us. And they listen to people like us and they get ideas. And I'm not saying that talking about this will make somebody kill another human being or another cop. I'm not saying that. that. No, but with that in mind, if anybody hears this and thinks that's what I'm saying, please don't. I don't want that for you or whoever Clear, you are. Clearly, but I think that these hypothetical, when it comes to, this is where the world of comedy this is, I see this line a lot. The world of like comedy and kind of like bullshitting because we're like philosophers slash jokers slash clowns slash we're stoned. Like this, this world and then the social responsible world and the mental health world, there is a blur there. And I do, I think it's important to reiterate that we, we draw lines. Because these hypotheticals are used all the time. They're like, what if the liberals, what if Ocasio, you know, she comes out and she, um, she wants us to be communist. And, you know, and if she did that, would we, would we kill her in a civil war? It's like, it's like these type of scenarios, these type of scenarios, I just don't even want to unearth them because... People aren't killing cops at a high rate. Not at a high rate, no. And we are not, and we should, and vigilante behavior is not one that I stand behind other than like radical love. And I know that sounds corny, but it, it, it's a, it is a different type of radicalism that I stand behind. Not corny to live your truth. Who told you that? My mama. <laughs> Batman should be, oh, well, never mind. You said your mom. <laughs> I was going to say something really violent. I'm like, yeah, but her mom, never mind. Um, okay, <laughs> let's, let's finish off with an innocent question, I think. Okay. Who is more offensive to you? Uh-huh. One ply toilet paper or uh-huh. open-faced sandwiches? Uh-huh. Am I... In this scenario, am I wiping my ass with either one of them? Uh, no. An open-faced sandwich is just frowned upon by a lot of people. But yes, you would be wiping your ass with the one ply. And you know why and that's eating the And eating the open-faced sandwich? Yes. Does one give you more of a, a visceral reaction when you see it? You know what? You're not going to like this answer, and it might be the most controversial one of the day. Give it to me. I like both of those things. Oh, my. I didn't. You're right, because I, I thought you were going somewhere else. I was like, is she going to say one ply? You know because what? I, open sandwiches. I feel like your most controversial questions, I really let you down. Between UPS and FedEx... Between one ply and open face sandwiches, I feel like that's a hard line that people draw, and I'm just not one of them. The truth, let me just tell you why I love both of them, okay? okay. The one ply, all you have to do is put as much as you need on your, in your hand, okay? So one ply is just takes twice as long to get to a two ply. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I can, it's a two ply, it's quickly a two ply. It's a two ply if I want to, it's a three ply if I want to. I can even go a six ply Whoa. with a one ply, right? I have options. If I'm, if I had a two ply, 
I do not have the variety, the options to fly. Now I'm going up exponentially. Two, four, six. Now I have, now I have eight. I have an eight ply in my hand. I don't, I'm, I'm wasting. But can, okay? we, can we be real for a second? Uh-huh. Answer this. Why do people hate one ply toilet paper? Because they get shit on their hands. Yes. Okay, so why should, this gets back to wash your hands. Wash your hands, do your due diligence. This, this is coming full circle. Great note to leave on. Wash your hands. I would, use, I would use just my hand if I thought it would keep me clean. Wash them, wash it after, I don't care. I do agree with you, yes, everyone, wash your hands. Um, but yours, okay, both are gross. True. Shit on your hand is better mm. than eating a one or a. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, see how that see. <laughs> a one plus sandwich. It, that's better <laughs> than an open face sandwich, though. You, you know your what, opinion. though. You know why I, I really appreciate this question because I see, if you think about it, an open face sandwich is the one ply of sandwiches. Yes. Wow. That's impactful. There will be an explosion sound right here because my. Um, <laughs> um, That's Maria. I have enjoyed this conversation. I always too. enjoy talking to you, listening to you. Um, one of my favorite comics in the city. You're the first comic that I've had on this podcast, so I'm not blowing smoke. Um, mm. Please tell people where they can find you, what they should know about you, and I'll make sure to provide that description. You know, I tell you what, I, my answer to this used to be on the streets, <laughs> and now you can find me nowhere on the streets. Um, I am locked up in my home broadcasting from my living room. Um, but the but I'll tell you something that's exciting for me that's coming up. My show, Summon the Goats, at Summon the Goats on Instagram, is going to take a new direction coming up. And I am going to be targeting people who really want a night out while in quarantine. So date night, grab your friends, dress up, grab a drink, because... We need to feel special every once in a while. Sometimes we got to powder our cheeks. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you just got to lock yourself in your house and sit on a speaker. You know what I'm so, oh, she lost. Um, yeah. yeah, so so at Summon the Goats on Instagram, find it, come to a show, invite your friends. The energy is really important to me. So it's all about good time, a release that uh, is like chill and funny and I had Tyler on my show and he is one of the many and few people that I love in this city that are so funny, that are just chill. And, and um, obviously he's a radical extremist, but we love him anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, come through, come through to a show. It's right now it's on zoom, but I'm looking at other platforms. So people really feel like they're at a show and I'm doing my best to try to make it a little better for people in quarantine. And then when quarantine's over, find me on them streets. I tour around the country and I'm based in New York. And uh, so, so uh, I hope to make more, I hope to meet more strangers, you know? Mm -hmm. I miss meeting strangers. So if you're a stranger and you don't jerk off with the camera off, <laughs> um, I want you to hang out with us. So come through. Yeah, and her last show is amazing. You should definitely check that out, find her, and then tell me how much you love the next Summon the Goat show. 